All right, it's Tuesday, March 14th, and as you can see, Kyle and I are not in Nashville and Syracuse, respectively. Actually, we're in Bowie, Maryland with the one Whoa. and only Damon Lester. Damon, thanks for joining us and letting us borrow your service bag. Oh, man, thank you for having me. Thank you for visiting. This is awesome. Good to see you guys. You know, we love being on the ground and in the dirt, as we call it, um, just because there's always so much going on and so much moving. But the talk this week starting, you know, was a Thursday. I'm you what. Uh, let's talk about banks. You have an accounting background. You understand what's going on in the finance world. Uh, what is your whole perspective on what we're seeing happening with SVB? And I know people might be, some people are probably sick of talking it, and some people pr are probably just starting to figure out that it probably affects them in a, in a way or two. What's your whole uh, thought on the perspective on the situation? Well, first, it's a, it's a little concerning because all of us who were in around 2008, 2009, we all had this PTSD thing. A little jittery. Particularly me, right? Yeah. And I was in my role with NAMAD and kind of on Capitol Hill and dealing with banks and bankruptcies and closures and things like that. And so right now it's, it's interesting to see and watch how this all plays out and the reason why, in which now we're understanding why why the three or four banks are kind of growing right now. And hopefully that slows down to see what the Fed does. But ultimately we're we we can see that the government is trying to take us into a recession um interest rates still going to be increasing you're seeing prices rising you're seeing layoffs that are unusual even post-covid layoffs when we're trying to to increase employment um so all of these things right now that are happening within our environment are, are pretty pretty interesting to see yeah you know the very first kind of bank to fall was svb last week and that silicon valley bank and for a lot of people, that might be hard to kind of go, how does that impact me, right? Because there's a lot of technology startups, a lot of startups in the U.S., over 50% actually in the U.S. banked with Silicon Valley Bank. Um, and so it's kind of disorienting to go, how does that relate to me as an auto dealer, as a dealership employee, or as a technology employee in the automotive industry? Can you maybe tie that a little bit together? Look, Every store, whether you're a large dealer group or a single point operator such as myself, cash is king. And as interest rates rise and as inflation continues to rise, cash needs to be king. And, and so what's concerning for me is my, my floating rate, interest rate on my mortgage keeps going up. And that's a little concerning as we're, we're seeing prices also go up. And, and so it's concerning to try to make sure we're managing our cash and managing our expenses and, and not trying to cut too fast and just slim things to the point where we're going to lose productivity and lose efficiency. So we're, we're really paying attention to this overall environment that we're in right now. Yeah, I think it's important to, I mean, Paul and I use these words a lot, take a measured approach, right? the sky isn't completely falling or anything like that and like you said there's some PTSD from those that have been in the auto industry for 15 plus years um, but the sky isn't falling by any means there are still measures in place and they're you know like taking it one day at a time a lot of people on Friday and Saturday where the sky is falling government steps in on Sunday right so taking that measured approach recognizing that there may be things in your business that are impacted by banks and, and legislation but the sky isn't falling. Controlling what you can control is important. What are some of the things that right now that you are looking at controlling what you can control, especially as a dealer working through some of the things that are happening in used cars and maybe inventory coming back? What are those control words that you're seeing? Well, with used cars, definitely we're trying to make sure we buy properly and, and make sure that when we do buy them, we can sell them also at a, at a fair price without, without over 
being overly zealous and keeping cars on your lot too long. And so I, I think for all of us, both new and used, turn, 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 volume, volume, volume is the key on both fronts. And so we have to be more and more watchful and mindful of that because also our floor plan expense goes up. And and so that's a term that we haven't heard of in quite a bit of time right now. And so floor plan expense also rises. So we can't be married to the cars that are on our lot. The goal is to, to, to keep volume moving on both sides. So obviously, if you're just listening, you can hear that there's a lot of work going on in the service department Quite this morning. And Quite so I think that's a, as a stark reminder for us that even though the world's talking about interest rates and the economy and banks collapsing, auto dealers are still every day Customers are pulling cars in. There is work to be done. I haven't heard anything about any kind of layoffs within the auto dealer world. Um, are you in a position where you're staffing up, looking for more people? Like, what's the what's the look on the ground from uh, one dealer's perspective? You know, we're actually we're, we're hiring more techs. We have a couple of new techs that started today, and so the more techs we can hire to take, make sure that we service our customers and make sure they're in and out more efficiently. Look, this is the wait room. The service department is the weight room and, and to get everything fixed and ready to roll and get customers to and from work to and from um, soccer practices and all of their, their things that they do on their personal time. So this department here, this area right here with these lifts behind me are the key incubator of, of, of any dealership, particularly ours. Um, so our fixed absorption rate, we need to maintain a, a fairly decent rate to make sure our expenses are in line and that we're operating efficiently. All right. So... Let's talk about the news in general. Let's zoom out for a second because everyone's sick of talking about banks and interest rates. I mean, it's the most important thing. It's very important. But talking about service, let's zoom out for a minute. When when you start are starting to approach springtime and the mindset that your people and your customers seem to be in, just like, again, thinking mindset, consumer mindset, what are the kind of trends that you're seeing or what are people looking forward to in the spring? Even if it's market specific, that's fine. But but how are customers behaving, acting, thinking? What are they looking forward to, et cetera? You know what? We're seeing a, a, a huge interest in EVs or electric vehicles. And so although that interest is, is peak, now the challenge is there's a tax credit fit, particularly in this D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. You know, it's key because we're a, a very tight metropolitan area that's government driven. Everything around here is government or, or government contractors. And so we're seeing an uptick of interest in it. Um, the challenge is tax credits don't fit for all vehicles. And so I think that's something that from a legislative standpoint, we have to lobby a little bit more to make sure everything is fair and equitable for all manufacturers, all makes and brands and all electric vehicles. Because it is, I'm sorry, 2030. 2030 is is the year where we have to become majority EV. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little trigger pad yeah. for that. He's being very kind, but you have some vehicles out front. The Nissan Aria is one that is yeah. not eligible for the credit, right? That's but right. you have some beautiful cars up front that you're trying to sell, and you're looking for like some some uh, fairness, especially for cars that have already been uh, created. Right. The Aria just came out uh, about a month and a half ago, and it's a beautiful vehicle, and it's definitely a Tesla fighter as well as other brand OEM EV fighter that, that's out there. And the challenge is it doesn't fit, right? And so... We have to be creative and make sure the value added is the vehicle sells itself and the vehicle is the quality within our vehicle it also sells itself and compares to our competitors. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because with this, with the whole EV landscape, there's so much misinformation across the landscape right. on what do I get, what do I not get, where do I find the resources that are appropriate for me, and it's really kind of up to the dealer has been left with the shoe, holding the shoe, saying, like, 
hey, this is how we can educate you, customer. This is what's accessible. This is what's available to you. This is what's not available to you. This is what applies to our cars or doesn't apply. And there's so, you know, whether it be the vehicle or the income or anything like that, like what are the challenges facing dealers as we re-educate and then re-educate again and then re-educate again as legislation continues to change? You got to stay current because it is definitely a changing landscape that, that we all don't know what the rules are because they don't know what the rules are. And so everyone's kind of on this pivoting. Let me make sure that we're at least knowing what the new the new rule is for the for the particular day or for the particular week. Um, and it's still changing, and, and hopefully it change more for the better for all of us to be able to be uh, more abreast of it. But it's key for your man- management, your salespeople, to know what the law is as it stands today and what the new rules are. Right. All right, last question. It's morning. Everyone's getting ready to go through the day. You are a motivated individual. Most people don't know this man is a triathlete that is on the comeback, right? Right from the old little hip thing coming back in. So, so just give the people something to chew on this morning when it comes to whether it's motivation or like one of your mentalities or mindsets that keeps you in the game every day. You know what? How I start my day matters, and and how I start my day for for me, I, I am up at four. I'm at the gym by. Four to five, and then I'm in the store between six thirty a.m. and seven, and so that gets me going. And how I, I tell our, our team here is how you start your day, and how you start your day matters on how you end your day. And so being up and at them, we all have challenges waking up, kids go to school, all of the little challenges when you come up. But when you come to work, it should be your your Calgon take me away moment, and, and that's what we try to have an environment here where. Whatever problems that you may have elsewhere, this is a place of home and refuge. But you got to be efficient and let's get going. Well, hey, look, if there's a place to stay current and get up early in the morning, right, it's right here with Asodu. If you're not signed up for the daily email, you should grab that at Asodu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U.com. You get to hang out with friends like Damon and a lot of others across the industry that are pushing the boundaries of innovation and keeping their customers current. We really thank Damon for hanging out with us today. Thank you for coming, man. It's a nice morning here, and then so let's let's get it (laughs) grinding. Let's get it going. There we go. Hey, we'll see you soon, and thanks for joining us here on The Troublemaker today.